Krishna. So today on Everyday Child Harinam Conference Call, we are very fortunate to have His Grace Sarvadik Prabhu from uh, Mayapur, India. And Prabhuji today will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam 5.3.7 and also a little bit about the Damodar Dila. Uh, Prabhuji, are you there on the call? Yes, Mataji. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, my Dhanat Pranam to you, Shilvarapad ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. Yes, Prabhuji, thank you so much for your association. And I think uh, last time we missed your call, uh, you were busy. So we were... I was like, very busy, there was a wonderful ceremony. Yes. In Hanidabad uh, Iskand Temple, uh, there was installation of Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman. And beautiful Radha Govinda deities. There is an amazing Vedic ceremony, and out of this world kirtan. Three hundred devotees chanting at the top of their lungs. So the walls are concrete, but I think they were moving with the sound vibration. It was so very, very wonderful. Was this in Faridabad? Yes, in Faridabad. Yes, I came to know through one Mataji that they had a beautiful temple there, which is not very far from Delhi. So whenever we come to Delhi, I'll definitely visit that. Beautiful idea. It's on the way. It's right on the way to Vrindavan too. It's right off the Mathura Vrindavan Road as you're heading south out of Delhi. In South Delhi. But I was there in Freedabad, in Punjabi Bagh, Rohini, um, Badragar, Rotak. Uh, they, they had me quite busy. I was there two weeks, so I was quite busy. And and the uh, programs that I had agreed to do were in, in conflict, so... And they they sent me a ticket, so I felt obliged to give them priority. So I I apologize I apologize for not being available, but that was the situation. No, no, thank you so much, Prabhuji. And it's amazing because I uh, there was this Mataji who was the president's wife. So she comes on this uh, interview. Uh, it's called Ek Mulakat Krishna Bhakti Saath, and she was the oh. one who was mentioning about this. And then when you told me the same DT's name, I said, oh, it was this probably, <laughs> you know. Prabhuji must have gone. So yeah, very nice. Yeah, the, the temple was the temple was donated to Iskon actually. Yes, and yes. So yes. it wasn't a, a, a construction from the ground up; it was a renovation. But still, they made such a beautiful temple there. It's not a huge temple like East of Kalash or or oh, like Dwarka yeah. or Rohini is going to be. But it's such mm. a beautiful place, and the devotees are cent percent wonderful there. It was a completely enlivening experience to have their association. Very nice. Yes, Prabhuji. So we look forward for the class now and thank you so much. Please take over, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Yes, Mataji. Thank you. So let us first offer our obeisances to Srimad Bhagavatam, Narendra Rishi, and Goddess Saraswati. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Jaiva Narotamam Devim Sarasatim Vyasam Tatojayam Udhirayat Nashta Prayesha Baddeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki Today we're reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 3, Text 7. I'll read the Sanskrit best as I'm able. Translations and Srila Prabhupada's beautiful purport. Atanaya Pinabhavata Incharuru Bharabharaya Samuchitam Artam Ihopalamba Bhamahe Atta, otherwise Anaya, this api 
even na nat bhavata of your exalted personality inchya by performance of sacrifice rubhara bharaya encumbered by much paraphernalia samuchitam required artam yus iha here upalabhamahe we can see translation we have engaged in your worship with many things and have offered sacrifices unto you but we think that there is no need for so many arrangements to please your lordship Srila Prabhupada's Srila <coughs> Prabhupada's purport Srila Prabhupada Srila Rupa Goswami says that if one has offered varied foods that has no appetite the offering has no value. In a big sacrificial ceremony, <clears throat> there may be so many things accumulated to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but if there is no devotion, attachment, or love for the Lord, the arrangement is useless. The Lord is complete in Himself, and He does not need anything from us. However, if we offer Him a little water, a flower, and a tulsi leaf, He will accept them. Bhakti, devotional service, is the main way to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is not a question of arranging huge sacrifices. The priests were regretful, thinking that they were not on the path of devotional service, and that their sacrifice was not pleasing to the Lord. Om Jnana Timurandasya Jnana Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militan Jnana Tasmai Shri Gurave Namah Nama Shishtam Manumapi Sachiputra Matrasa Rupam Rupam Tasyagaja Murapuri Matarim Goshtavatim Radha Kundam Girivaram Maho Radhika Madhavasam Prapto Yasipatita Kripaya Shri Gurum Tamnatusmi Vande Nantad Bhutashayam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nichopi Yet Prasada Chan Bhakti Shastra Pavartaka Nityanandam Mahamnomi Sarvanandakaram Param Harinam Upadam Devam Mabadu Tisharom and Imbindaya Tulsi Devay Priyayakeshavasita Krishna Bhakti Padidevi Satyavajainamonama Bancha Kopatu Bishakarpa Sindhu Bhavacha Patitanam Pavani Bhu Vaishnava Yonamonama The topic that Srila Prabhupada is mentioning <coughs> in this purport is the essence of everything we're trying to achieve in our devotional life. Because bhakti, devotional service, is the only way we can know the Lord, the only way we can please Him, the only way we can return to Him and be accepted by Him. Bhakti even controls the Lord. By bhakti alone, the Lord agrees to accept a fortunate soul as His mother even and relate to her in that way as her beloved son. So let us examine uh, this amazing thing that we call bhakti and the power that it has over the Lord, that it can please Him, who is worshipped, Lakshmi Sahasrasatasam Brahmasebhyamanam, by lakhs and crores of goddesses of fortune. What need does He have of anything from us? He has absolutely no need. But He agrees to accept by His mercy even the most insignificant offering. So this thing is mentioned in detail in the ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Lord starts out Yanti Deva Bhata Devanti Yanti Bhata Bhutani Yanti Puteja Yanti Madhyajinopiman. He says in towards the end of the ninth chapter that someone who worships the demigods can go to the demigods. Someone who worships ghosts and spirits can go there. But Yanti Madhyajinopiman, if you worship me, 
you can come back to me. So an intelligent person will inquire, well, what is the process of worshiping the Lord? How do I go back to him? And the answer, of course, is simply by bhakti. Because bhakti means, I have nothing I can give the Lord except myself. That is the only thing that he doesn't have. Everything else he owns. Entire creation belongs to him. Our soul also belongs to him. But he can't demand bhakti because then there's no meaning to bhakti. For example, if a mother, I'm sure some of you have children, so if you tell your son or daughter, tell me that you love me. And the son or daughter says, okay, I love you. But, 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 now, tell me you love me or you can't eat dinner. If you don't say you love me, you can't eat dinner. So the son or daughter will say, of course, I love you, mom. Now can you feed me? Is that love or is it love for food? It's not actually love. Love is, has no, bhakti has no cause other than bhakti itself. So this principle of loving God is our objective in life. We don't want just to know, Lord, know the Lord or worship Him, offer some dupam, deepam, naivedam, patram, pushpam, palam. We want to love Him because what's being ex- explained here is that if one, one can gather all the, the items of sacrifice, all the havan samagri, puja samagri, and make a big arrangement for worshiping the Lord. But if there is no bhakti, it's all meaningless <clears throat> because the ingredients are all His. So this is my bina prakriti. These, the elements that constitute these items of worship are all mine. It's my energy. What can you give me? The only thing we can give him that he doesn't have, that he doesn't own, that he hasn't created, is our bhakti. So yanti madhyaji no pimam. says, you worship me, you come back to me. These other types of worship are actually meaningless. Deva brata, worshiping the demigods, you go there, but you have to come back. All these other means of worship are all temporary. Antavatu palamtesham, 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Lord describes them as Antavatu palamtesham, tadbhavatyopamedasam, devandevayajoyanti madbhaktiyanti mamapi. Same thing. That the fruits of, of devavrata, devapuja, worship of the devatas, devis and devatas, who are all Vaishnavas and Vaishnavas, we don't disrespect them. But worship of them for some ulterior motive, doing business, being a, a banik, being a baniya, demanding something, I give you, you give me this type of benefit that is derived from the demigods, is untavad, it all comes to an end. But yanti madhyaji no pimam, if we worship Krishna, we get the highest benefit. So the, the process is mentioned in the uh, pre, in, uh, next verses. Lord says next verse, Patyam Pushpam Palam Tayam Yomi Bhaktya Parachiti Tadaham Bhakti Paritam Ashnami Prayatatmana. This is a very important verse, famous verse from Bhagavad Gita. Then if one offers the most insignificant thing, a leaf, a flower, fruit, or water, with bhakti, bhakti uparitam, Lord agrees to accept it. Now is he in need of water? In the Mediterranean Mediterranean Ocean is there, Atlantic Ocean. Pacific Ocean, Indian Ocean, Mediterranean Sea, Caspian Sea, Red Sea, unlimited billions and trillions of gallons of water are there in the creation of Lord, and that's just this one planet. Is he is he in need of water? And then when when the proper season arrives, then unlimited fruits and flowers are there. 
Does he need fruits, flowers, water? What is he actually asking? What is it that he doesn't have that he wants from us? Bhakti Uparitam. It's mentioned twice. Bhakti is mentioned twice in this verse. And especially um, the glories of Tulsi. Patram especially means Tulsi Patra. Because this Tulsi Patra, it was mentioned in the previous verse. Uh, what is that? Tulsi Dalamatrena Jalasa, you're looking about. Bhakti Bhu Bhakti Vatsala. That Lord sells himself to the devotee who simply offers him a palm full of water and one Tulsi leaf. And this is the method of worship that was adopted, as we remember, from Chaitanya Charitamrita, that was adopted by Advaita Charya to call the Lord from Vaikuntha, from the spiritual world, you please come as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and deliver the fallen souls of this Kali Yuga. So this is a method he adopted. He was worshipping Shalagram Shila, which is still here in Navadip Dham. Actually, not Navadip. In, uh, I'm forgetting now. But in the area, that original Nishinga Shila is still there. And he was worshipped with water and tulsi. So is the Lord in need of water, of tulsi leaves? There's billions of just around the ashram here. There's millions of tulsi leaves. There's tulsi growing everywhere. He's not in need of a leaf. He's not in need of a water. But he's in need. He wants, he's hungry for our bhakti. Next verse he says, Yat koro This doesn't mean that we simply offer one glass of water and one tulsi leaf. And for us, we'll give the Lord a glass of water and tulsi leaf. That's what he asked for, so I'll give him that. And for me, we'll make puri and halava and pakora, samosa, kachori, cham cham, rasgula, rasgula, gulab jamun. No, it means yat koroshi. Whatever you do, yad ashnasi, whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer or give away, whatever austerities you undertake, matkurashwa madarpanam, do everything as an offering to me. Now this is, this verse can be understood in two ways. We can understand this uh, from the point of view of karma mishra bhakti, where one is doing something that he wants to do for himself and he's offering the result to the Lord, yad kuroshi. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work, I'm making money, Okay, let me offer some of that, the, the fruit of my labor for the Lord's service. It can also mean Shuddha Bhakti, where one thinks everything is for Krishna. Whatever I do, is everything is for Krishna. Sin percent, everything for Krishna, nothing for me. So that mentality that we approach the meaning of this verse can be understood according to our advancement in spiritual life. And finally, in this series, he says, Shubha, Shubha, Palareva, Moksha, Se, Karma, Bandhanai, Sanyasa, Yoga, Yuktatma, Vimokto, Maam, Upaishasi. That if we work in this way, if we live our life making Krishna the center, if we offer our love to him, if we neglect the temptation to worship the demigods for some fruitive result, for some material temporary benefit, then we become free. Shub and Ashub. We become free from the reactions of Shub, and ashub activities, pious and impious, auspicious and inauspicious activities. Because whatever we do, there's some karma attached, except those activities which are offered to the Lord. Mokshase karma bandhanai, he says. You're liberated from the reaction to work. Because even shuva kriya, auspicious activities, bind us to this material world. In that way, we can say that good karma is actually bad karma. 
because you have to come back to the material world and accept janma, mrityu, jara, vyadi, birth, death, old age, and disease. So good karma for the sake of getting a pious birth is actually bad karma. And this is described in Bhagavad Gita also. Yamimam pushpitam bhacham pravadanti avipaschita vedavadaratapata nandyadastiti vadana kanmatmana svargapara Lord goes on describing that persons who do this type of karma, shubha karma, are not very intelligent because they cannot come back to, they come back to this material world by that activity. But someone who works for me, who makes matkurushva madarpanam, who offers everything to me, is liberated and yet he comes back to me. Moksha se karma mandane sannyasa yoga yuktatma, someone who works in this way, yoga yuktatma vimokto maam upaisasi, He's liberated. Vimokto mam and mamu paishasi. He comes back to me. This is the whole objective of life. And this is achieved by bhakti. There is, there's no other way that this is achievable. We can't, you can't bribe the Lord. I'll give you this and you give me moksha. You can't get this by any other process. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, there's a beautiful verse, Nisaditi Mam Yogo, uh, 11th canto, where Lord is speaking to Uddhava. Nasaditi mam yogo nasankim dharma Uddhava nasajaya sapaschago yata bhaktir omorjita. He said, Uddhava, that unalloyed devotional service that's offered by my devotees brings me under their control. This is the most extraordinary thing that the Lord becomes controlled by his devotee, the, the omniscient Lord, the all powerful Lord, from whom millions of Brahmandas are coming. From the holes of the hairs, the pores on his body. Brahmandas are emanating from a portion of a portion of Krishna. But he says, I'm controlled. The Supreme Lord, the Supreme Absolute Truth, Aham Bhaktas, the, the, supreme, the Supreme Source of everything, Aham Sarvasya Prabhavu, that Supreme Personality of Godhead is controlled. For the insignificant, infinitesimal jiva soul, kesha grashata bhaga shata kalpita sita, one ten thousandth the size of a tip of a hair, is controlling the infinite Lord. This is the amazing power of bhakti. This is why it's described in Nectar devotion that pure devotional service is rarely achieved because it controls Krishna. The Supreme Lord is controlled by the love of his devotees. He's not controlled here, as it's said by yoga, yoga system, sankhya philosophy, by pious activities, varnashram activities, um, by swadhyaya, Vedic study, by austerity, renunciation. Is Krishna impressed with any of these things? No. Haranyakashipu did austerity. He was also very learned. Ravana was very learned in the Vedas. Were they devotees by their Vedic study or by their austerity? By the renunciation, Hiranyakashipu's body was eaten to the bones. He was keeping his life within his bones, living inside a termite hill, doing austerity. For, for what? Just to get some boon, to be, to be the controller of the universe. But we know what the result was. We want, what was the result of Hiranyakashipu's renunciation? What was the result of, of uh, Ravana's Vedic study? Uh, these things never gave the real result because Lord is not interested. He's not controlled by these things. 
He is controlled by bhakti. He is controlled by devotional service. He, he falls under the control of the devotees. So our objective in life is bhakti. This is our whole point of our sadhana. Sadhya means the goal of life, bhakti. Sadhana means the process by which sadhya is achieved, by the, by the process by which we can approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's not approachable in any other way. In the 11th chapter, Bhagavad Gita, Lord says, Naham Beda na tapasana dhanina na chajaya sakyameva vidho drashtum drashtavanasmimam yata. He says, I'm not uh, to be known by study of the Vedas. I'm not to be known by penances, by charity, by worship. These aren't the means that I'm to be known. Vedeshu durlabha madurlabha matma bhakto, Brahma Samhita says. By studying the Vedas, I'm, I'm very difficult. Adurlabham. You can't approach by studying the Vedas. But Atma Bhakto, my devotee, easily approaches me. So in the next verse, Lord says, How is he to be known? Bhaktya tananyaya shakta hambidam bidarjino gyatum drashtum chatatvena pravishtum cha parantapa. And only by undivided devotional service can I be known. And, and we can see him, drashtum, we can see him eye to eye and face to face, gyatum, we can know him, pravishum cha parantapa. We can enter into the mysteries of understanding him. We can go back to Godhead on the strength of bhakti, not by jnana, not by yoga, not by karma, but by bhakti. By, and what kind of bhakti? Anyabhilashita shunyam, jnana kamadhyanabhitam, anukayena krishnanushilanam bhakti uttama. Uttam bhakti means that we have, that our abhilas, any other desire outside of simply pleasing the Lord with the, even the most insignificant patram pushpam palam, even the smallest thing, if this desire in our heart is fanned and increased more and more that I only want to please Krishna, the purpose of my life, the meaning of my existence, the, the, the soul of my soul is simply meant to please Krishna. If we have no other desire, anyabilas, if that any other desire is made shunyam, zero, and in particular jnana and karma, then this is, this is pure emotional service. Srilanartam Das Thakur says, Jnana Kanda Karma Kanda Kevala Vishera Banda Kevala Vishera Banda The Jnana Karma, Jnana Kanda and Karma Kanda, the path of Jnana, which is selfish. So the Jnana Kandis, they want to they want to be liberated. They don't care for Krishna. They simply want to be liberated from the miseries of material life. The karma kandis are doing Vedic sacrifice so they can get a uh, pious birth, get opulence, good family life, position, leadership, uh, all the goodies, of so-called goodies of material life. They're selfish. They have no interest in Krishna. So what is pure devotional service? Anyabhilashita shunyam. We should take note of what pure devotional service is. It doesn't mean the externals of devotional life. It means to enter into the mood of pure devotional service. And that we get from studying and, and meditating on these beautiful prayers we sing during Dhammadarashtakam, singing the, during Kartik Brasics, Kartik Vrata, Dhammadar Vrata, Urja Vrata. 
uh, appealing to Srimati Radharani, who is, this is Urjavrata. She is Urjeshwari. She is the goddess, the worshipable goddess, the objective pleasing Srimati Radharani during Kartik Mas. So Krishna is controlled by his devotee. He says, Aham bhakta paradino nasa tanta yivantaja sadhivir grasta radeo bhakta bhakta janapriya. He told Dirvasamuni after he offended uh, Maharaj Ambarish. He said that I am under the control of my devotee. I have no independence. I'm completely under the control of my devotees. My devotees have no material desires. Their only desire is me. Anyabhilashita shunyam. <coughs> so Krishna is controlled by that. So what does a devotee want? What, how does he get this, this highest objective of, of Krishna Bhakti? By pleasing the servants, the servant of the servant of the servant of Lord Krishna, and in particular during this um, Damodar Mas, this Damodar month, Kartik Vrata, we appeal to Srimati Radharani for her service. A devotee prays. Um, Radhe Vrindavana Dishe Karuna Mritavahini Kripaya Nijapadabja Dasyam Majam Padiyatam Oshimati Radharani You are an ocean overflowing with mercy. My desire is to please give me shelter at your lotus feet. This is the highest objective of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. To be uh, blessed with a fraction of a fraction of the mercy of Shimati Radharani to be engaged in the service of her Lord Krishna. Because we're servants, we're, are, we aspire to worship her Lord Krishna, Radha Vallabha, Radha Govinda, Radha Golokananda. We worship this Krishna. Nati Krishna in Gaudi Vaishnavism, our objective is this Krishna. Nati Krishna of Dwarka, Nati Narayan of Vaikuntha, but the Krishna of Goloka, the Krishna of Srimati Radharani. So when we observe these vratas, and one of which is the recitation of this Dhammadarashtakam, we should understand the meaning and enter into the meaning. Otherwise, our, our worship is like that of a, a, a parrot. You can teach a parrot to sing different mantras. And certainly there's some value in even mechanically reciting these beautiful prayers. But we have to enter into the meaning of those prayers, deeply enter. It's a meditation. It's not just a beautiful song. It's definitely a beautiful heart-melting song. But the more we're able to enter into the meaning of the song, the more benefit we will derive. So let us look at a few of these verses and see how that relates to the topic at hand of, of Krishna Bhakti. The, our aspiration is, to, is, is for the love of the Brijabhasis, Brajaprem, the unadulterated, unmotivated, uninterrupted love of the residents of Vrindavan. Uh, in Bhagavatam, we, we see the verse, Soho Bhagyam, Aho Bhagyam, Nanda Goparvajokasam, Yanmitram Paramanandam, Purna Brahma Sanatanam. But how fortunate, Aho Bhagyam, how fortunate, Aho Bhagyam, are the residents of Vrindavan, the associates of Lord Krishna in the, in the spiritual world. Why? Because Yanmitram, 
that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Purna Brahma Sanatanam, the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Yanmittam, has become their friend. They don't think Krishna is the Supreme Lord. He's not God. He's not Ishwara. He's not Paramatma. He's my friend. He's my lover. He's my son. Nanda Maharaj said, I don't care who is Krishna. He is my son. He is my son. He is my son. This is the Braja Prem of the Brajbasis that we aspire for. And we should understand in the course of this discussion that this is a very, very high thing. It's not something that you can pick off a tree, order from Amazon.in, go to the bazaar and find pure devotional Braja Prem. It's our highest aspiration. We worship this. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, Pujala Ragapata Gaurava Bhange. We worship this Ragapata, this, this mood of loving devotion to the Lord. We worship this Gaurava Bhange with respect and with adoration. We keep it over our head. We aspire for this. It's not a toy. It's not something you can snap your fingers and have so easily. It may take lifetimes. But a devotee is prepared to spend lifetimes for this most exalted, most rare achievement of Braja Prem. So this particular bhajan that we sing, uh, this Dhammadarashtak bhajan, is dripping with Braja Prem. Now let us examine some of the verses. Well, we read, Rudantam muhur nitta jugmam brijantam karambuja yukmena satanka nitra muhusvasakampatire kanka kanta sthitagraiva dhamudaram bhakti badham. How did Mother Yashoda bind Krishna? <laughs> Was it with a rope? How can you bind Krishna? He has no beginning, no middle, no end, no up, no down, no this left or right. He's the supreme absolute truth. Can he be tied up with a rope? This is the elementary understanding that Satyavrata Muni uh, opens his whole prayer with Namam Ishwaram Satchirananda Rupam that his body is Satchirananda Rup he's not part of this material world his body has no beginning, middle or end and he's Ishwaram he's the supreme Param Ishwaram Namam Ishwaram he's offering his obeisances he's bowing down to the supreme lord but what is that supreme lord doing? this is the extraordinary juxtaposition of the Supreme Lord and His Majesty and opulence juxtaposed to His most lovable, intimate relationship with His mother. Now, does God have a mother? He says, Aham Sarvasya Prabhu, everything comes from me. I'm the source of everything. How does God have a mother? He doesn't. He's, a crea he's created Mother Yashoda also. All the associates of the Lord are, are expansions of his own Shakti. He has no mother. But because a devotee wants to love him as a mother, she wants, wants to caress him and feed him and wake him up and put him to sleep and dress him and fuss over him and be worried about him and cry for him. Take the example of a mother of this material world and multiply it billions of times and we get some glimpse of what is Mother Yashoda's Vatsalya Prem. So Krishna has no mother, but because someone wants to love him in that way, he says, yes, I'll become your son. So, how fortunate are the residents of Vrindavan that they love Krishna 
not as the Supreme Lord Parameshwar, but as a son, but in Vatsalya Prem. So in this verse, Krishna has committed an offense. Mother Yashoda had put milk on the stove. She's also cooking for Krishna. This is in Krishna's interest also. But when the milk became was boiling over, she set Krishna down, who was nursing. Krishna became angry, and he and he broke the butter pot, broke the yogurt pot, made a mess. Mother Yashoda said, "Now you've committed an offense. This this is the last straw." I'm going to bind you. <laughs> she had to catch him first. So she's running after him. Dhamamanam. Mother Yashoda is not some skinny Vrijbasi. She's very, uh, as they say in India, healthy. Motawala. She's running after him and her hair is coming apart. The, her decorations and her, the flower decorations in her hair are falling. She's sweating. She's breathing quickly, trying to catch this a naughty boy who she thinks of as her son. She's wet with perspiration. And Krishna has to agree to be bound. She has, he has to agree to be caught by Mother Yashoda who's running after him with greater speed. She catches him. And what is Krishna's reaction? Rudantam His breathing is heavy. He's breathing fearful. Supreme Lord, we read in Bhagavatam, Apana Sansitin Goram Yanama Vivisogananta Tassadyova Mucheta Yadbabeti Swayam Bayam, that fear personified is afraid of Krishna. But Krishna is afraid of Mother Yashoda's stick. So his breathing is quick, his pearl necklace is shaking, and he's rubbing his eyes with his two hands, like you see a child would do when they're having some tantrum or they're fearful. They're their eyes, their hands come to their eyes, they rub their eyes, they clench their fists and they rub their eyes. And as Krishna does this, the mascara, karambuja yugmena satanka netram, his, the eyes, the, the, the kajal on his eyes is becoming smeared. And his, the beautiful necklace around his trireka kanta, his three-lined, beautiful, smooth neck of the Lord, the necklace is shaking. And he's fearful. I'm rather Yashoda. But how does she bind him? Bhakti Badham. She binds him with her love. She binds him with her love. He can't be bound with a rope. Who can bind Krishna? It's impossible. And she goes and she grabs a piece of rope to bind him and she ties him up and the rope is two inches too short, two fingers too short. So she thought, let me get some more rope. She gets some more rope and she... In due course of time, she had 100 feet of rope and still two inches too short. Because what are those two inches? She has to endeavor and she has to get mercy of the Lord. And this is a very secret thing in, in our bhakti. We can't be lazy in our Krishna bhakti. We have, to str we have to work hard. We have to sweat and be wet with perspiration, literally and allegorically. As Mother Yashoda was wet with perspiration, chasing after Krishna, trying her utmost to bind Krishna with her love. And Krishna has to agree to be bound. He can't be bound just because we want to bind him. That, okay, oh, sure, I'll bind up Krishna. <laughs> Is it possible? Krishna has to agree that you, we can't bind Krishna. So she's adding one, yo <clears throat> one rope after another, one rope after another, but finally, when Krishna was satisfied with her devotional service, 
he, he agreed to be bound. And this is a great secret in Krishna Bhakti. We have to work hard in our sadhana, not be lazy in our sadhana. We have to endeavor with all our might, but we have to wait for mercy. For example, in football, uh, they call it football here, soccer in America and other places of the world. There's 11 guys on a team. And there's maybe 11 guys sitting on the bench. So because there's a rule, only 11 people are on the field at one time, you just can't jump on the field and start playing. You have to be called onto the field. But to be called onto the field, you have to be qualified player. So sadhana is something like that. We have to qualify ourselves to be called onto the field of pure devotional service. We have to be invited. We have to, Krishna has to agree to be bound up. Krishna has to agree to allow us to serve him. This is bhakti. This isn't jnana, where we're just trying to understand him by our own power of intellectual power, by us power of austerity. Aruri Krishna Parampadam Tada Padantiadho Nadrita Yushmanangra. They fall down from that. But Krishna agrees to be bound by his devotee. When we work hard, we struggle, we pray, and we wait for mercy. Utsahan Nischayat Daryat. We have to be very patient because we're waiting for Krishna's mercy. You can't demand Krishna. Mother Yashoda had to wait to allow. Krishna to be bound, that Krishna allowed her to bind him. So in the same way, in our sadhana, we have to wait for the day, for that blessed day where Krishna accepts our service. And that is the perfection of life, when he agrees to accept even the most simple thing, the most insignificant thing, like dia. We're offering a dia during Kartik Mas. A piece of cotton for the price of a piece of cotton and a few drops of ghee. The Lord agrees to be bound if bhakti badham, if our offering is imbued, if our offering is with bhakti, if it's off, if it's offered with love, bhakti uparitam. Ashnami, Krishna says, I eat, I accept your offering. Ashnami, if it's imbued, if it's dripping with bhakti, if we want to please the Lord, if we want to love the Lord, if we're not just ringing a bell and waving a, uh, waving a burning piece of cotton. Anyone can do that? Even for that. <laughs> Even for that, there's great benefit. There's a story in Hari Bhakti Vilas about a mouse. He was living in the temple, and his habit, he had a bad habit, of eating the ghee that was uh, absorbed in the cotton wicks, that was dipped in the cotton wicks. So one day he decided, I will. he was feeling very hungry, and he began to eat the ghee in one end of a wick that was still burning. And as he ate the ghee, as he's trying to extract the ghee from the cotton wick, his teeth became entangled in the cotton. And as the burning ghee wick became closer and closer to his face, he began to jump. He's jumping in a circular way, jumping in the air in front of the deity. Lord took it. Oh, he's offering arti. He's offering arti to me. This is a gyata sukriti. The mouse had no intention to offer arti. But the Lord is so kind, Lord is so merciful that he took this jumping mouse with a burning wick in his face as an, uh, an act of devotion. So how much benefit? And that mouse died, and his next life, he became great devotee, and from that lifetime he went back to Godhead. By this Agyata Sukriti, unknown act of devotion, 
So how much more benefit can we get if we offer the most insignificant thing, a piece of cotton, a burning piece of cotton, with the intention, I want to please you. Please accept this offering from me. I just want to please you. Please accept me as your devotee. Lord responds to this. He doesn't respond to yoga. He doesn't respond to karma. He doesn't respond to jnana. He's bound up bhakti badham. Next verse says something like this also. Iti daksalila birananda kunde swagosham nimajantamakyapayantam tadayeshiktageshu bhaktajitatam puna prematastam shatabriti bande The residents of Gokula were flooded in ecstasy by, the, by these loving pastimes of the Lord where he extends himself says, I'll become your son, I'll become your friend, I'll play with you, I'll dance with you, I'll eat with you. They become overwhelmed by this loving devotion of the uh, intimacy that the Supreme Lord extends to his devotees. When Krishna sits with the Gwalbals, for example, the coward boys, they all sit in a circle. Krishna sits in the center and all the coward boys sit around him. Now in the material world, if one person is sitting in the center and is surrounded by many people, someone will see his back and someone will see his front. And everyone is seeing Krishna eye to eye and face to face. And they're taking food directly from Krishna's plate and Krishna is eating food off the plate of his devotee. We say this is Juta. But Krishna is taking food off his devotee's plate. Such intimacy. When Lord Brahma sees this, he becomes Vimohan. He said, how is this God? This diminutive, talkative little boy, this little diminutive, coward boy who eats food off other people's plates, this is God? Impossible. And the whole Brahma Mohan Leela expands from this vision of Lord Brahma seeing Krishna eating food off the plate of his devotee. So this is the intimacy of Krishna Bhakti. So the residents of Gokul, they're flooded in ecstasy by the intimacy that Krishna extends to himself. They have no regard for the majesty and worship and awe and reverence of Vaikuntha. And this is explained very nicely in Chaitanya Charitamrita. I think in Adi Lila chapter 4, where the Lord explains that that Aiswarja Bhav, that worship in awe and reverence does not please me. It does not satisfy me. It makes bhakti crippled, that makes bhakti feeble, that makes bhakti weak. When we see God, oh, He's the Supreme Lord, I have to be very, very careful. He's bhaktar jitatvam, He's conquered by love. He's conquered by intimacy. Now again, we should remember that we can't jump to that. For example, in our temples, we're worshipping uh, Nitai Gaur, Radha Krishna, Jagannath, can you sit in the altar in front of Radha Krishna and say, okay, Krishna, here's one for you, one for me. One for you, one for... Now we approach Radha Krishna. Srila Prabhupada explains very nicely in one purport. We approach Radha Krishna in the mood of Lakshmi Narayan. We have to begin at the beginning. Learn what it means to worship God in awe and reverence. But our objective, that which we hold dear to our heart, that we hope to achieve some lifetime, is this intimacy of the residents of Gokula, who are Anandakunde, who are diving and surfacing 
in an ocean, in a lake of bliss, in an ocean of spiritual happiness, experiencing the intimacy, the intimate loving relationship with Krishna. So this is a very wonderful verse. When we chant this verse, I should remember that, that we're chanting out of love, Puna Prema Tastam, again and again with love, Puna Prema Tastam, Shatavriti Vande. We offer our obeisances to him hundreds of times. How? Prematas, with love. This is the meaning of this verse. We should remember that. Not, sing, not just think, oh, I sang the song. It's Damodar, it's Damodar Mas. I sang the song. I'm done. We have to practice bringing our mind to this understanding. Uh, is it next verse? No. Fifth verse, I think. Idam temukam bojam atyanta nilar Vrittam kuntalai snigdarakta ischa gopya Muhus chumbitam bimbarakta dharanne Manasya virastam alam lakshalabhai Imagine this vision. When we sing this song, bring your mind to this vision. The Mother Yashoda is holding Krishna in her arms. His face is surrounded by locks of crimson tinged, beautiful, black, curling hair. And his face has become reddened by the kisses of Mother Yashoda. Understand this. She's kissing the face of God. How is it possible to kiss the face of God, to hold him in your arms? This is the intimacy that is available in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. We're not interested in these other things. The previous verse says, Varam deva moksham na moksha badhimba na chanyam vineham badishadapiha idam deva purnata gopala balam sadame manasya virastam kimanyai. I don't want anything else but this vision of Gopal Gopal, of baby Krishna, baby, young Krishna, the son of Mother Yashoda. I don't even want Vaikuntha. Millions of opulences are of no use to me. Kimanyai. Nothing else is, is matters. Nothing else is interesting to me. Because of this vision, because of this relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, Mother Yashoda is kissing the face of Krishna. If we have that vision, Lakshalabhai, nothing else. If we can bring our mind to that, Manasyabhirasta Malam Lakshalabhai, if we can bring our mind to that vision, how Mother Yashoda is kissing the Lord and the Lord is accepting that love as he becomes the son. He's the father of everyone. But he becomes the son because someone wants to love him in that way. Mother Yashoda's Vatsalya Prem conquers Krishna. And he allows, yes, I'm your son. Kiss my face. Embrace me. Feed me. Wake me up. Put me to sleep. Dress me. This is the extraordinary power of Krishna Bhakti. Next verse says, Kuve Ratma Jobadha Murtaiva Yadvat Tvaya Mochito Bhakti Bhajo Kritocha Tata Prema Bhakti Sakame Prayachta this is a very important verse to understand. Kuveratmajo. This is Dvanda Samas. The two sons of Kuvera, Manigriva and Nalakuvara. What were they doing? They're simply enjoying their senses in the water, playing with women, playing with girls. They're intoxicated. They're naked. 
They're simply absorbed, completely absorbed in materialistic pleasure. So absorbed that when Nard Muni comes by, they don't even bother to cover their body. The young girls cover their body out of shyness, but these two intoxicated demigods didn't even bother to cover the lower part of their body. This is offensive. Narada Muni cursed them to become trees. What kind of curse was that? What kind of curse was that? They were cursed to take birth as trees because this is appropriate for someone who wants to expose their body to the world. Be a tree. Stand naked for hundreds of years. So he cursed them. But what does a devotee's curse? The actual curse, so-called curse, was actually a great blessing. Because where did they become trees? In the courtyard of Nanda Maharaj. So Krishna thought, so, you chastise me, Yashodamaya. You tied me up to this grinding, this grinding mortar. Now I will do something more mischievous. And he pulled the grinding mortar and it lodged between the two trees and the two trees fell down and the two demigods came out. They had darshan of the Lord. So, tata prema bhaktim sukham me prayachna. The devotee is praying, is teaching us to pray. Satyavrata muni is teaching us to pray. That in the same way that they got prema, they got prema by seeing the Lord, in the same way, even though we're unqualified in every way, as the two sons of Kuvera were unqualified in every way, they're simply enjoying their senses. They're with women, enjoying materialistic pleasure in the water, naked, intoxicated, but they got prema. So tata prema bhaktim sokam me prayachta in the same way. Please bless me. Bestow upon me your prema bhakti. I have no interest in liberation. What is liberation? This is the objective of foolish people who have no no love of God. They simply want to, they want Ram Raja, but they don't want Rama. They want to be happy eternally. They want to be free from the miseries of material life, but they don't want God. What kind of liberation is that? We reject that liberation. We reject all kinds of liberation. Except this liberation to become eternal servant of the servant. Gopi Bhatu Padakamalaya Dasa Dasa Anudasa Servant to the servant to the servant to the Lord. Hundred times removed, servant to the Lord. This is our objective. This is our liberation. To become slave of the devotees of the Lord. Become the Dasa. The no car, the uh, humble servant of Guru and Vaishnavas, of Hari, Guru and Vaishnavas. This is our liberation. This is real liberation. So, th- this verse that we're reading in Srimad Bhagavatam is very, very important because it teaches us what is the essence of what we're doing. We're, we're aspiring for bhakti. We want devotional service because as I w- began the class, this is the only way to know the Lord. He's only known. Ananyaya bhakti. He's not known by jnana. He's not known by karma. He's not known by yoga. He's not known by any of these other things. Only by bhakti. Ananyaya bhakti is he to be known. By that we can go back to him. We can be accepted by him. We can get eternal life and enter into these pastimes. We have a place. We should understand this carefully. We also have a place in Krishna Leela. We're not just going back to the impersonal void, the light, a zero, a nothing, a Brahma Jyoti. We have no interest. We have a place in Krishna Leela, 
in the entourage of Mother Yashoda, in the entourage of Madhu Mangal, of Sridham, Stoka Krishna, in the entourage of Lalita Vishaka. We have a place there in one of those leelas. And this is the only way to reinstate ourselves in that leela, is by bhakti. Because this bhakti is so powerful that it even controls the Lord. And by bhakti, the Lord agrees to accept us in one of these, in one of these different moods. As Mother Yashoda was accepted, she wants to serve the Lord in, with her Vatsalya Prem. We can serve the Lord in Madhurya Prem. We can serve the Lord in Sakya Prem. But we're always servant to the Lord. All these different relationships are based on service mentality. It's not that gopis aren't serving. They're also serving exceptional service they're doing. Sakyas, the Sakis. Everyone's serving the Lord with loving devotion. So we're practicing that devotion. This is a whole ideal of our, of our sadhana. We're practicing. Srila Prabhupada called it... Uh, I'm forgetting the word now. Uh, anyway, we're, we're just practicing the process of bhakti, hoping to become a devotee by our practice, hoping to enter into this actual feeling of the residence in Vrindavan. Another thing, last thing, we're running out of time, but this is another discussion also, whole other discussion. But Narathman Das Thakur sings, Goloka Prema Dana Hari Nama Sankirtana. How do we get that Goloka Prem? How is it available to us? Hari Nama Sankirtan. Preaching Hari Nama Sankirtan, practicing Hari Nama Sankirtan, participating in Hari Nama Sankirtan, spreading Hari Nama Sankirtan. This Hari Nama Sankirtan is so important that Lord Chaitanya, God Himself, came to teach it to society. So if we want the wealth, Goloka Prem, the Goloka Premadhana, the wealth of, of Goloka, this is the process. Chanting Krishna's name, teaching others to chant, participating in Harinam Sankirtan, book distribution, opening temples, installing deities. This is the process. This is not karma. This is not karma. One person... I have to say this. We're out of time, but I have to say it anyway. One person asked a question uh, of His Holiness um, Gopal Krishna Maharaj, who has done such extraordinary service, practically speaking, unparalleled the service. 17 temples open, hundreds and thousands of books distributed, such amazing service. So one devotee was saying to him in class that people say in, in Radha Kun that. By reading Srila Prabhupada's books, you can only go to Vaikuntha. I about, I about puked. How can they say this? This is, I've obviously never read Srila Prabhupada's books. This is our whole objective. This is all Prabhupada talked about. Is Goloka Prem. The wealth of Goloka Prem. By what? Harinam Sankirtan. Not by sitting in a solitary place, chanting a lack of name. This isn't the process. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will come to teach this? To sit in a, in a secluded holy place and do it lack of nam or two lakhs of nam? Is that why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came? Did he come even to teach deity worship and opening temples? No. He came to teach this, Harinam Sankirtam, and opening temples and distributing books and installing deities are angas of Harinam Sankirtam, the propagation of the chanting of the holy name of the Lord, which can take over the world. And this is the objective of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan movement that we're blessed to participate in. And by this, 
we get the highest thing. Yata yata gora padara vinde. Vindeti bhaktim krita punya rasi tatata tutsarpati vidya kasman radha padam boja sudhamburasi. Prabhupada Saraswati Thakur says that by worshipping Gora, higher subjective is what? Radha Dasyam. But how do you get that? You pluck it out of a tree? You get it from the market, off the internet? How do you get that? You get it by serving Gora, by propagating Harinam Sankirtan. This is the process, and this is the meaning. This is the purpose for which Srila Prabhupada and all our acharyas established institutions to propagate the chanting of the Holy Name of the Lord. And that will awaken this feeling of bhakti in our heart that conquers the Lord. There is no other way to get him, only by bhakti. Nasteva, nasteva, nasteva. Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, Srimad Bhagavatam Gijai, Yashoda Mata Kijai, Srimati Radharani, Ujishuri, Bhakti Devi Kijai, Kartik Vratta Kijai, Damodar Vratta Kijai. All glories to all the devotees. Manchakopa to Bishakopa Sindhu Vivacham. Does anyone have any comment or correction? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, uh, wonderful class. Thank you so much for uh, going through the whole of Damodar uh, Astakam with us and, you know, uh, getting us into the mood where, you know, it's all about uh, um, love and bhakti, you know, like that. So, uh, I mean, like one question comes to me, like Yashoda was so fondly, uh, you know, connected to Krishna, taking care of him. She was so fortunate because she didn't even give birth to Krishna, but then she had that, um, you know, um, I don't want to use the word Sukruti for her, but she had that, uh, uh, she was so fortunate actually to, uh, you know, have Krishna with her. So like, and then she was caring for him, everything. And then you also mentioned twice in the class that devotional service is the only way. Uh, so for us, uh, you know, what Yashoda Mai is, is there with Krishna giving so much love. For us, uh, you know, what we, what we have in hand is like, we can only uh, serve Krishna through, uh, uh, so to say, follow four regulative principles, then associating with devotees. So all this comes under devotional service, right? Or is there anything extra we can do which, uh, you know, we can take from the Damodar Leela and follow it throughout the year that will help us, you know, for whatever we are doing. Because uh, for us, it's like um, one devotee was mentioning, it's like the whole year round, you know, we do the same, uh, this thing. It's not like in this particular month we will do, like, uh, but uh, our practices, chanting goes on and on, uh, you know, till eternity, we just keep going on. So can you shed some light on that, like what we can take from this, all these, uh, you know, eight verses, um, what we can take with us once the Damodar month comes to an end and uh, enhance our bhakti and increase our love for Krishna, which, you know, is the main thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, one thing, we should understand carefully the Shastra Hari Bhakti Vilas, who is, it, who is this addressing? the general class of uh, Vaishnavas who are aspiring for, Vaishna, for, uh, who are aspiring for Krishna Bhakti. Mm. But many of the things, just like it says, for example, that one should not eat non-vegetarian food. 
Okay, that's part of the Kartik Prata, correct? One should not eat non-vegetarian. Devotees automatically are not doing that. So who is he addressing? He's addressing people who have bad habits in their life also. So practically speaking, Iskand devotees are doing Kartik Vrata every day of their life. What are we doing? We're offering lamp every day. We're chanting Lord's name. We're taking only prasadam. We're reading Shastra. We're trying to preach. Practically speaking, our every day is Kartik Vrata. So we should simply try to increase the intensity with which we engage in our devotional life. Understanding that this is an opportunity because you can feel it. I mean, especially in Vrindavan. I remember it, it hit me so strongly. I was in Vrindavan one year for Kartik Mas. And the day after Kartik Purnima, Ras Purnima, the day after, it was just different. Completely different feeling. Everything, everything felt different. The, the mercy was gone. <laughs> it's Vrindavan, but that special mercy was just gone. You feel it. So there is a special mercy. This is the mercy of Shimati Radharani that's more available during Kartik Mas. This is called Urjavrata also in Shimati Radharani's Urjeshri. She's the, the objective, pleasing Shimati Radharani and getting a, a, a little mercy from her to increase our bhakti, to, get us, to increase Krishna's happiness. Our service to Krishna is the objective. So there's more mercy available, certainly. They say a thousand times more. But um, we, should, we should do this every day, every day of our life. We should offer lamp. We should offer some worship to our host, the household deity, whether you have installed deities or shalagram or giriraj or photos. However your, your, your sadhana is available to you, whatever your practice is, we should do that with intensified devotion. We should not be stagnant. So Kartik Maas is an opportunity to, not, to give up this lethargy and becoming stagnant in the devotional service or as we say, being in a rut. Because this is our tendency as conditioned souls we get in a rut with the devotional life. Oh, another day, another RT, another Mahaprasad, you know, another Japa Ma. Our life is extraordinarily blessed. We can't imagine how blessed our life is, actually. So Kartik Maas is an opportunity to step outside of the rut, step outside of stagnation, and really appreciate what is available to us. Another thing, you said that Krishna wasn't born Mother Yashoda. Well, this is esoteric point because in uh, Bhagavatam we read in the Gopi Gita Jayati Te Dikam Janmana Braja that Janmana Braja he's born in Braj to Mother Yashoda also so this is a very this is another discussion but this is also because the Braj the Braj Basis won't accept now he's born here we saw he's the son of Mother Yashoda we saw so anyway I hope that answers your question. Uh, yes, Prabhuji, thank you so much. And also, I was thinking that one thing uh, always uh, strikes me every year when I remember about the Damodar Bant, like the baby uh, Krishna is tied to the wooden grinding motor, and then he's crawling, and in his and in his tied up position, also he went and uh, you know delivered. Uh, he could have delivered, uh, you know, when he was like walking around and breaking pots and done all that so uh, and I know that I get an answer every year different answer and uh, it's wonderful like how uh, do we understand that how merciful Krishna is like you know even when he's tied up 
you know it's very hard to kind of crawl with the grinding motor and then make those tree falls down and you know fulfill the desire of narad muni so does it really show the very compassionate uh, very merciful nature of krishna what is that depicting when krishna does something there are many answers because there's many meanings to every leela when he performs leela there's many simultaneously simultaneous things going on he's he's showing his his power although he's a baby how it is a baby pulled down two huge arjun arjun tree is not a small it's not a little reed it's a huge big tree so how he's showing his power how does how does a child lift govardhan hill krishna was 7 years old how does a child lift govardhan hill how does he pull down two huge arjun trees he's showing his power but brijbhas is saying no 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 he couldn't have done that he's just a child but the children say no no krishna the mortar got stuck between the trees and krishna pulled they came down so he's showing his power he's showing the brijbhas's brij brij prem that oh he's not god he's just maybe he's some demigod but he's not god he's not so powerful he's just our son he's a little boy he can't do that he's showing that he's showing he's blessing the the mani graven nalukuvara many things are happening simultaneously but foremost is this meditation that who are nalukuvara mani graven their sense enjoyer is number 1 but they got krishna prema tata prema bhakti so in the same way give me your prema bhakti this is the objective of our life this is the objective of this month that we want this thing we want we shouldn't be satisfied with any other thing i want prema no matter how many lifetimes we should have this determination no matter how many lifetimes it takes no matter what i have to give up no matter what i have to do i want this thing prema bhakti so tata prema bhakti this in the same way tata in the same way somehow or other even though i have no qualification we're begging the lord i have no as as the two sons of kuvera had no qualification but in this same way please bless me even though i'm unqualified please bless me in the same way with your prema bhakti so all these things happen simultaneously all of the lord's leelas are like this when he when he uh, bewildered brahma he bewildered brahma he put brahma in his place he gave facility to the calves to suckle lord krishna to drink to feed krishna the mother the mothers fed their sons and they developed they were experiencing prema embracing their son who is actually krishna the cows were experiencing prema feeding their calves who is actually krishna brahma was was uh, put in his place many things happened simultaneously in krishna leela it's not just one thing so there are many answers to one question same thing with govardhan leela Indra was <laughs> Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill with his pinky finger of his left hand. So chastising Indra was what the business of his. You showed Indra putting you in your place is the business of my little finger on my left hand. So he's chastising Indra. He's showing Indra what is his real position, because Indra thinks who is this talkative boy Krishna? The Brijvasis are showing him so much respect. Who is this boy? I'll show him. and he's and, and as the hill is being held aloft by krishna wonderful loving leelas are going on underneath the hill 
So whenever Krishna does some lila, many, many things happen simultaneously. It's not just one thing. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. And, you know, sometimes I feel that from this Brahma Leela and also, you know, we also become like mini Brahmas. <laughs> and we don't... Brahma Vimohan Leela. Brahma Vimohan Leela, yeah. We become, you know, uh, we have this thing that we feel that we are everything. And then somehow the other, Krishna makes us realize, you know, through devotees or some situation. So it's so important to, uh, you know, learn all this because... Uh, our position is definitely below the demigods, uh, but uh, uh, still, you know, like uh, we're not able to understand the power and we have so many negative things in us that uh, we do things from our own free will and then uh, later on we get a jolt and then we come back again, uh, become humble and remove our pride. And so, you know, it's not like when we are hearing about Lord Brahma and Indra that, you know, uh, continuously we are also in that at least I'm talking about myself, I'm in that situation and uh, and when I again refresh myself and I feel, oh, okay, you know, if they can go through this, then we also have the negative propensities. But yes, uh, <clears throat> this month is very, very special and uh, how I felt this month special is because, uh, you know, like Florida is very humid and hot, you know. So on the 17th uh, October, I think it's uh, 21st, uh, yeah, 21st October uh, this month started or maybe it was uh, 19th, I don't know. So just uh, three, uh, two, two, three days before, the automatically the weather became very cool, you know. So I was thinking how mm. the weather suddenly changed. Like, I mean, uh, I know be sometimes beginning of October it gets pleasant, but that didn't happen from the 1st to 10th to 15th. And then, like, because I regularly go for my, uh, you know, little bit morning and evening walk, so uh, then I said like, uh, I mean, I could feel a little bit like very, the weather has become very sweet. And then automatically I came to know, oh, the Amudar month is coming. So, I mean, Radharani makes uh, everything <laughs> nice. <laughs> My material perspective is only going to this angle. The weather has become nice. And then, of course, we yeah, felt... Uh, beautiful time as well. Yes, yes, it's beautiful, this thing. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. I'm sure others have questions or comments. Okay, thank you all devotees. Anybody Are we done? They can go ahead. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dhanavit Pranam, all glory to Krishna Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Can you hear me Prabhuji? Yes, I can. I can hear you very uh, perfectly. Okay. Uh, Prabhuji, my question was, you were discussing Brahma Vimohan Leela and you said that Krishna does so many things at the same time. Uh, Brahmaji is Krishna's, uh, you know, first son, right? The first living yes. entity. The and uh, he, he gets bewildered. It is amazing. I mean, that is his real father. And he is getting bewildered. So what is Krishna trying to teach him? <laughs> He's trying, because even Brahma becomes bewildered with his four heads and he has he's imbued with the potency to create universes but still he's bewildered to see Krishna's Brajanila. And we're seeing that Krishna's eating off the plates of his associates, the Galward boys. Because he can if 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 Lord Brahma 
can't understand Krishna's position, what is our position? So many things happen in this in this Leela simultaneously. Krishna is enjoying extending himself, extending his mercy to the cows, extending his mercy to the cowherd women. Ex- uh, not the cows, to the cows. Enjoying. So when the cows see their calves, they come running down the hill with their tails in the air, running down the hill out of spontaneous love when they see their calves because they're experiencing Krishna Prema in their heart of hearts, even there in that rasa. Dasya Ras, or some people say Santa Ras. But they're experiencing Premas because who are they seeing? They're not seeing the calf, they're seeing Krishna, who took the form. The mother, even the mothers, Krishna took the form so perfectly that even the mothers cannot understand that this calf is Krishna. They think, it's it's my calf, but they're experiencing Prema because it's actually Krishna. Same thing with the coward ladies and their sons. When they when they see their son, milk would flow from their breasts out of Vatsalya Prem. And they're feeding the boy who is actually Krishna. So Krishna does many things simultaneously in, this, uh, in all his beautiful leelas. So we should meditate on these things. We, our mind wants to think about so many things. So we should drag our mind, especially during this month, drag our mind to Krishna Leela. Let the, let our mind jump from the from the beauty of Krishna to the mercy of Krishna to the compassion of Krishna, the power of Krishna, Krishna's temple, Krishna's devotees, Krishna's books, Krishna's prasadam, Krishna's sankirtan, Krishna's preaching, uh, everything Krishna, and and make progress in spiritual life and and curb the 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 uh, tendency of the mind to dwell on external objects because what is the point <laughs> it's all a big dream frankly speaking it's all a big dream anything else Prabhuji's, Mataji's thank you Prabhuji very nice explanation and you also discussed the uh, um, Gopi Geet, Jayati Tedikam, Janmana Braja. So, Viji, um, what does Jayati Tedikam mean? Jayaho to the birth of uh, Krishna? Jayati means all glories. That Jayati Tedikam, Janmana Braja. The brajas become glorious because of your birth. All brajas become glorious because of your birth. They're, the gopis are praying like that. First verse of the Gopi Geet. Because of your birth in this land of Braj, the whole Braj has become more glorious than Vaikuntha and all the other creation. The whole, they're more glorious than the rest of creation. Because then gopis are feeling separation from Krishna. And they're searching for Krishna. This, Krishna left, and they, the gopi gate is their whole intense feeling of separation from Krishna. Because they go, because Krishna goes, at Vamsivat, Krishna is playing his flute. And the gopis run to Krishna. They don't even dress properly. You know, one, one eye is, has the makeup on it, one eye has no makeup on it. 
One upper lip has lipstick, bottom lip has no lipstick. The upper portion of their cloth is on the bottom portion, bottom portion is on the top. One braid is braided, one braid is unbraided. When one hand has uh, bangle, one hand has no... They're not even dressed, but they hear Krishna's flute and they leave everything. They're serving food to their family, they leave. They're feeding their baby, they leave. They're cleaning, they leave. They're cooking, they leave. They come running to Krishna. And what does Krishna say? Why have you come? <laughs> Why have you come here? So this is inconceivable. This is why gopis are worshipped as the topmost devotees because of their intense, unparalleled affection for Krishna. So they come for us. And because they become little proud, even uh, Krishna, Krishna leaves, you become proud. And they leave. And their lamentation is this gopi geet. This is very high class. It's not for beginners, but we should we should read it and understand it as far as we're able. But this is a lifetime of study. These this these chapters says Panchadhyaya chapters in Srimad Bhagavatam. Especially during Kartik Mas, we should read, we should be familiar with it, but don't artificially think, you know, I'm a gopi, I'm a cowherd boy. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says if you think in that way if you try and understand, am I, am I a manjari, am I a sakhi, who's my yuteshuri, am I a gopa, am I a priyanarma sakha, um, this sakha, that sakha, this sakhi, this sakha. You just become confused. What are we? We're in maya. Spiritual life begins. Brahma bhuta prasanatma nasochati nakankshati samasaveshu bhuteshu madbhaktim labhate param. We, we, our devotion life begins. Mad bhakti, my bhakti is achieved from what? From Brahma Bhuta position. Are we even there? There's many people. It's, it's a disturbance. There's many people in Gaudiya Vaishnava circles. They talk about all these things like it's just common knowledge. Like this is where they're at in their spiritual because they like to talk about it for their own prestige. But where does where does bhakti begin? Brahma Bhuta position. Na sochati, na kankshati. You have no material desire. You have no lamentation. You see every living being equally. You see happiness and distress equally. Praise and blame equally. Loss and gain equally. Brahma Bhuta position. Mad Bhaktim Labhate Param. Be there first. Then talk of gopis. <laughs> but we should, we should read it. We should understand what it is. And keep it. Pujala Raghapata Gaurava Bhange. Keep it over our head. We worship this with all reverence. Don't artificially try and think in this way. Otherwise, you just dr you'll drift into deep maya. You'll drown in an ocean of your own misconceptions of spiritual life. Is that okay, Mataji? Yes, yes. So you said five chapters, starting from twenty-nine, all the way to thirty-three. Yeah, it's 29 to 33. 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. Yes. Panchadhyaya, five chapters. Oh, thank you so much, Prabhuji. Tenth canto. Yeah, tenth canto but, and... Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I'll tell you one story. Important understanding. Srila yeah. Bhakti Siddhanta yeah. Saraswati Thakur was returning a 
social visit to a friend. His friend visited him, so he went to pay a return visit to his friend. His friend said to him when he arrived, a great devotee is speaking upstairs. Come, let us hear. So Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur went upstairs with his friend, and there was a man there speaking, Ras Lila. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur folded his hands, bowed his head, and left. He said, if I hear this thing, I'm making offense to my spiritual master. So we should not hear topics discussed, especially by persons who are premature Rasika devotees. Claim to be Rasika devotees, but are premature in their understanding because they haven't come to Brahma Bhuta Prasanatma. They're not come to this stage of bhakti. This is Mad Bhaktim Labhate Param. Come to that stage, then let us talk of gopis. So we can familiarize ourselves with this, but don't dwell on it. Read Bhagavad Gita. Understand Bhagavad Gita first. Understand Bhagavad, you know, the first nine cantos of Bhagavatam before you jump to tenth canto. Understand Dhruva Charita, Prahlad Charita. Understand these things. And someday, perhaps, we'll be able to understand 10th Canto Bhagavatam. Yes. Even this, even this Dhamadar Lila is also very confidential. Srila Prabhupada was approached by a professional Oriya acting troupe. He said, please bless us for the performance of Ras Lila. Prabhupada said, no. I can't bless that. So, well, then let us perform, bless our performance of Dhamadar Lila. Prabhupada said, no, this is also not for the public. Then what, then what will you bless? Prabhupada said, you perform Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita is for the public. This, this Dhamadar Lila is also very confidential. You think the masses of people, can you explain to the masses of people that God became a child and his mother is chasing him with a stick? Will they understand? And God is crying and rubbing his eyes and breathing heavily in fear of his mother who's going to chastise him because he's become a thief? <laughs> Will they understand that? Impossible. This is also for devotees. This isn't for the public. This is for devotees. This is this is for devotees relishing, not for our preaching. Anything else? And you also said that His Holiness Gopal Krishna Goswami Maharaj has built 17 temples in Delhi. Is that right? Yes, amazing temples. Not, the the Faridabad temple is smaller. It was a donated property that was renovated. But huge temples, uh, east of Kalash is there, this huge temple coming up in Dwarka, as big or bigger. Huge temple that's going to open on Ram Navami. Uh, next year in Orohini, another huge temple. And even, I was there one year, I was also going out with the devotees on uh, book distribution. Actually, we were collecting for sponsor, sponsorships for book distribution. In one month, in the month of December in 2019, I think. 2018 or 19, I don't remember. Anyway, one month, they distributed 800,000, 8 lakhs of Bhagavad Gita's in one month. Wow. So he's very keen on book distribution. Practically speaking, it's all he talked about. 
his book distribution, opening temples. So Srila Prabhupada said, these are the activities of advanced devotees. Publishing books, translating books, distributing books, opening temples, installing deities, in initiating devotees. This isn't the play of neophyte devotees. But they say, oh, this is all karma. It's completely offensive. Boils my blood. Offensive. You know, this is karma. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to do this thing to us. And Rupa Goswami, they call themselves Rupa Nuga devotees. What do we say? Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam. Rupa Goswami understood the mind of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and established the mood, the wishes, the desires of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam. What is the mood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? To spread Nam Sankirtan. Hello. They don't get it. Yes. That is true. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful class. Okay, thank you. I have to excuse myself now. Thank you for the opportunity to try and touch some of the wonderful Thanks. understandings in Kumar Bhagavatam and Dhamadarashtakam. Pancha kopatu bistaka pa sindu vye vichapati tanam pa vinibyo vidyo namo